You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Broadcasting from the place where America won its freedom in the heart of Hampton Roads, it's the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Today we are live from Wildwing Cafe in Chesapeake, just off of Battlefield Boulevard, if you want to come say hi. Uh, we're kind of warming up. It's like a practice, right? There's, there's, a, there's a big sporting event coming up starting on Thursday, uh, the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. So we thought we would get out here, uh, sample the Hoops Madness menu, uh, you know, figure out the best angles towards the television so we'd be ready to rock when, when Thursday comes around. Uh, and it's, it's actually another day. Uh, by the way, I'm Tim Donnelly, Robbie Vogler here uh, on location with me, Richie Somerville back at the studio making sure everything's running smooth. Here's the thing. Today is a perfect day to warm up for, for uh, the NCAA Tournament March Madness because you need to keep your eye on just about as many different things. Right, That first day, Thursday, Friday, March Madness, you need like seven TV screens because there's so many games going on. You need to have your right eye watching these four, your left eye watching those three. Make sure you're not missing anything. Today's the day that the free agency negotiation begins in the NFL. And you need to keep one eye on Miami, who's going all in. They're trading for Jalen Ramsey. Uh, one eye on San Francisco. Their defense is becoming more of a juggernaut. One eye on the uh, Vegas Raiders, who got their quarterback. One eye on the Chiefs, who are shuffling up their offensive line. And I understand I'm up to like seven different different eyeballs. But, uh, but then all your attention focuses in on the big story. Trey Wingo reporting... Matter of fact, let's give Trey his full credit. Uh, at Wingo's on Twitter, Trey Wingo, he was on the show when we were out there at the Super Bowl, tweeted out just moments ago, hearing Rodgers to the Jets is done. History about to repeat itself between New York and Green Bay. Time is indeed a flat circle. Trey Wingo reporting. And to corroborate that report, Garrett Wilson, who is the stud wide receiver for the Jets, tweeting out four minutes ago, I can finally enjoy my vacay now. Tweeting out three minutes ago, y'all should see this smile on me right now. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers' New York Jet is happening. I want to hear from you, 757-687-9494. That is the call-in line. That is also the Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. If you're like me, you think this is one of two things. This is the Jets becoming a Super Bowl contender, and it's going to look back in the Jets fandom as a, a, a monumentally great day, or this is the beginning of a cluster bleep, and it is going to go recklessly south. There's no way this team is like 11-6 and six next year, makes it to the, the divisional round, and goes out in an honorable game that's close and down to the wire. Either they will be like the betting favorite to win the Super Bowl by week eight, or it will be a mess. Which do you think it's going to be? 757-687-9494. First of all, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets makes that roster on paper bananas, 
right? And and there's a couple of teams here, and we'll, we'll talk about them, right? Uh, Denver is filling up a lot of the, the holes that they have on their roster. The Niners adding Javon Hargrave to that defense makes that defense look like an absolute juggernaut, and we know how good their offense can be. There are teams around the league that are improving quite a bit or, or maintaining if you're a team like the Chiefs, already a juggernaut. But if you look at what the, the Jets just did, if we assume that Trey Wingo is connected up appropriately and Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is happening, then the Jets have great young wide receivers, headlined by Garrett Wilson, who we brought up. They have a great young running back who will only get more healthy in Bryce, uh, Brees Hall. Excuse me. Bryce Hall went to, went to UVA's cornerback. Brees Hall is the running back. You look at that offensive line, it is... I'll, I'll put it this way, strong enough. They might not be a, a league leader, but definitely good enough and a great defense led by a defensive head coach in, in Robert Sala. And, and then you just get to airdrop uh, a guy who, yes, is older. Yes, brings drama. Yes, brings an element of unpredictability, but is also the winner of two of the last three MVPs. And, and last year didn't really have a number one wide receiver until Christian Watson showed up late in the season. That is a team that becomes fascinating. But it also, like big tree, fall hard, full roster, no excuses. If things don't go well, they're going to not go well quickly. Do you think we, you know, last year we saw Rodgers not show up to camp until the mm-hmm. last minute. Do you think that's an issue this year? Do we, you think we see him get there to jive with those receivers, to jive with that team a little, uh, little sooner than last year? Uh, I, I think he understands that it's different than it has been in the past. Um, one thing about Aaron Rodgers' career, and I brought this up in, in – oh, Ian Rappaport just said nothing has happened. So either Wingo is, is one-upping Rappaport and Rappaport's being kept in the, in the dark or somebody jumped the gun. We'll have to wait and see. But I, I'll, I'll go back and say this, what I was saying about Aaron Rodgers' career. Aaron Rodgers' career very much has uh, like one blip. And that blip to me is the first year he was with Matt LaFleur. Um, it was waning a bit at the end of Mike McCarthy, but, but the roster around him wasn't great. The first year with Matt LaFleur, um, he dipped. And that's when they drafted Jordan Love, and that's when everybody started writing him off, and maybe it was the end, and it became a whole thing. Um, I think part of that was because it was a new offense, and he had to learn it, and it, it wasn't quite the back of his hand the way it, it is now or the way Mike McCarthy's offense was prior to that. So I think he understands, like, I have to – I have to 100% be on the same page here. So does that mean he's going to be at OTAs? If I could predict Aaron Rodgers, we wouldn't be in this. I would have, I would have told you where he was going to be a week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks ago. Um, but I do think that means he's going to put in the necessary work to, to be prepared. That might be getting together the entire offense at his house in California, or that might be uh, daily Zoom calls right? or, or retreats. I don't know. I feel like he doesn't go on vacations. He goes on retreats. That should have been that should have been the first thing. Garrett Wilson said, now I can enjoy my vacay. It should have been, now I can enjoy my retreats. Uh, I think he'll, he'll understand that he has to learn a new offense, although Hackett is the offensive coordinator, so there's probably some crossover. He probably does know uh, a bit more than, than a normal moving to a new team quarterback would know. But I don't see him going into this game uh, as an a, um, unprepared quarterback week one again the tim donnelly show priority auto sports radio 94.1 aaron Rodgers, according to trey wingo is a done deal to the new york jets 
there's been some uh, <laughs> there's been some pushback, but I do think that it is kind of hilarious that Trey Wingo fired out a tweet and now everybody in the sports world is scrambling. Like Rappaport and Schefter have probably been working this scoop for for months trying to prep their sources, and if they just got got by Wingo, then uh, they're gonna they're gonna, I mean they're scrambling right now. I guarantee it. All five phones, cell phones, whatever they have. They're smoking with how much they're they're typing and calling and typing and calling and texting and calling and tweeting and calling. Uh, but we do want to hear about you, hear from you, I should say. Uh, according to Wingo, done deal, Rodgers to the Jets. Is this a moment that, like, are there, are there about to be a bunch of kids born nine months from now in New York named Aaron? Or, actually, that might happen whether it's a catastrophe or not because it's, it's too early to tell. Or will the, the wheels fall off and what looks like a prominent setup for success, young, very, very good Jets roster be upended and, and up, upheavaled by, by dropping a, a drama-filled veteran quarterback into the mix right in the middle of New York City. Uh, the call-in line is 757-687-9494. Please call in. That's also the text line, 757-687-9494. Today's show is live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. I just had my uh, double dribble platter delivered. It is a Hoops Madness menu. Uh, there's the double dribble platter, which has six wings, six nuggets, some habanero bites, and house chips. There's also the zone defense platter, the three-pointer, the alley-oop. Drinks include watermelon madness, buzzer beater, pregame punch, and slam dunk cocktail. I don't care who you are. When when the tournament is on, if you're ordering things called the zone defense, like you're, you just feel like you're in the mix, right? Syracuse didn't make the tournament. The zone defense made the menu. That's a that's a two three zone joke, for those of you that aren't aren't picking up on it. Beheim didn't make it to a half hour after his team lost in the ACC tournament, but his legacy of the zone defense is still still rocking here. Uh, we're again, it's all at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, and the zone defense. If you're wondering, battered green beans, fried shrooms, hot spinach dip. That's the zone defense. Sounds like something Jim Beheim might might enjoy. I have no idea. I've never never eaten with the guy. But uh, that's all at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. That's where we are, and I'm going to dive into, dig into, this double dribble platter during the commercial break. So get your thoughts in on Aaron Rodgers, 757-687-9494. Also get your thoughts in on Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins. It happened over the weekend. We haven't really had the time to sink our teeth into it. So amongst all of the, the news breaking today on the opening day of free agency, uh, the Dolphins made their biggest move over the weekend in a trade jalen ramsey to the dolphins aaron Rodgers to the jets your thoughts 757-687-9494 continuing right after this the tim donnelly show on priority auto sports radio 94.1 tim donnelly show priority auto sports radio 94.1 the show is presented by larry king law and we are live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, just off Battlefield Boulevard. Got my first couple of bites uh, off of my double dribble platter. Uh, delicious. And, and I would dive in more to the, the wings and the, the boneless wings and the nuggets and everything that's on this platter. But as I learned when I walked up to order it, you have to choose your sauces. So you might choose different sauces than me. And uh, <laughs> to be completely honest with you, I'm not fully remembering what I ordered. It's delicious, <laughs> but uh, it was one of those game-time decisions where they asked, and I just looked down at the long list of, of sauces they had and picked a couple. 
But we are warming up for the tournament coming up later on in the week. We'll be around the area Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and the tournament will take over 94.1 Thursday and Friday. Taking over the, the sports media world right now is a single tweet from Trey Wingo. Trey Wingo does some stuff with uh, Caesars now, uh, longtime ESPN personality. He tweeted out that it is a done deal. Actually, he just said it's, it is done. He didn't say deal. Uh, but he said Aaron Rodgers to the Jets is done. And now I, I assure you everyone in sports media is scrambling to corroborate that, that story. If we assume Wingo's right, and he's actually been ahead of the, the curve on a lot of this, this Rodgers to the Jets stuff, um, if we assume he's right, I think this is either going to be awesome for the Jets or a catastrophe for the Jets. They're either going to be a Super Bowl favorite with Aaron Rodgers filling one of the last gaps in a very complete roster, or he's going to take a very complete roster and his drama is going to drive it into the ground. So with that being said, our call-in number is 757-687-9494. That's also our Dreamlawns text line, 757-687-9494. Robbie, what are they saying on the text line? From Steve G in the 845, I'm going to die of happiness right in my tombstone. <laughs> Rodgers, Jets. Ah! I'm, if I'm a Jets fan, I, I, I find it hard to not react that way. If, I mean, think of how long the Jets have been chasing the quarterback. Long time. It's, I mean, are we going Namath? I mean, are we going back that far? <laughs> I can name a lot of quarterbacks that played for the Jets. Neil O'Donnell, there was uh, Testaverde, Pennington, Sanchez, uh, Zach Wilson. You could run through a lot Brett of names. Favre. Brett, Brett Favre. <laughs> How could we forget? Brett Favre. Um, but I, none of them have ever, like, grabbed the job, right? They've, they've been the quarterback, but not what like we'd expect Aaron Rodgers to be the, this upcoming year. That's that's a. It'd be very difficult for me not to act as as if you know I'd been s- s- dying of thirst in a desert for thirty years. Uh, if if I wouldn't act like I just got a drink of water if I'm a Jets fan. From the seven five seven, I hope it's a one year at a time deal because after one darkness retreat, <laughs> the Jets will uh, the Jets will be uh, ready to send them back to Green Bay. It is a one year at a time deal for Aaron. It is not a one year at a time deal for the Jets. Uh, they are trading for him under contract. Now, he has mentioned that he would be willing to restructure that contract, but he's not giving leverage back. Nope. Uh, that's, not, that's not how it works. Um, but I can tell you that regardless of how well he plays or doesn't play this year, next offseason will be the will-he-won't-he game yet again. It's been that way for the past few years. So the Jets are signing up for the drama. They are saying he is worth the drama. If, if Trey Wingo's tweet ends up being accurate, and, uh, you know, at least at this moment, guys like uh, Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network are saying nothing is happening. But uh, I kind of want to be – if I were Trey Young, or Trey Wentz <laughs> – Trey Young, goodness. If I were Trey Wentz, I would tweet out, like, did I stutter? Uh, Trey like, Wingo. Tra- good – what did I say, Trey Lance? He said no, you said they're, Trey Wentz. They're tr- <laughs> <laughs> there are too many Trey's. Trey Young, Trey Lance, Trey Wingo, too many Trey's. Trey Balls, uh, <laughs> too many. But, as I say, um, if I were Trey Wingo, I would tweet out, like, did I stutter? I, I, if, if I trust my sources, I would make sure everybody knows that I'm, I'm just better than those guys. Uh, let's go to Larry in Hampton on the call-in line. You can call in as well, 757-687-9494. He has a take on Rodgers to the Jets. Larry, thank you for calling in. What do you have for us? Tim, I, uh, as a lifelong Jets fan of almost 40 years, I think this is 
going to be a cancer in the locker room and a disaster and set the franchise back even more. This, I, this drama is not going to be good. That's I really don't have anything else to say about it. It's not a good idea. All right. Appreciate the call. Uh, again, you can call in as well, 757-687-9494. I wonder if that sadness is just conditioned into a Jets, Jets fan. If you're not excited now as a Jets fan, are you ever going to, like, do you have to trade for Patrick Mahomes? Like, ha, ha, it looks like on paper your roster is ready to compete. That's as, that's as good as you can be at this point in the season is, is you, you gave yourself a chance. And I would have loved to know, like, what, what other option would you have wanted? Would you have wanted Derek Carr? Would you have wanted Jimmy G? Would you have wanted Ryan yep. Tannehill? Because, I mean, there are worse <laughs> options out there than Aaron Rodgers, and, and Zach Wilson isn't the answer in New York. And, and I will say this. We don't know the compensation yet, right? Trey Wingo just tweeted out that, the, that it's done. He didn't say it's done for a second. If, it's, if it ends up being like multiple firsts or something outlandish, then I jump right on, on with, with the sad Jets fan rather than the happy Jets fan because I do think you can keep adding to that, that roster with, with more and more young players. Uh, I want to turn quickly to the, the Jalen Ramsey trade. Jalen Ramsey was traded from the Rams to the Dolphins. The Dolphins are officially the next team to go all in for a short window Super Bowl chance. They acquired, first of all, they got Ramsey for a steal, third-round uh, third pick and backup tight end Hunter Long, who was actually third on their depth chart last year. So that, that's, I consider it a third, they got Jalen Ramsey. They did have to immediately look at his contract and guarantee a bunch more money. So they're paying him, but third-round pick for Jalen Ramsey. I mean, they acquired Jalen Ramsey just a couple years ago for two firsts. And granted, they got a Super Bowl out of it. The Rams did. But... uh but the Dolphins are – they're banking on a lot of old guys. And I'm not even saying they're old now. I'm saying they'll be old quickly. But first, let's hear Jalen Ramsey's immediate reaction. When this news broke, he was uh, speaking at an HBCU event. Cameron Wolf happened to be there. They caught up, and it sounded like this. It was the newest Dolphin, Jalen Ramsey. How you feeling? I feel great, man. This is something that I, um, I was praying about for a long time. Then David made it happen. I'm excited, man. I'm, I'm super excited to be close to the fans. Shout out to David. You're a Dolphin, baby. <laughs> Fam, back in Florida. It's going to be fun. What are Dolphins fans getting from you? Man, I'm going to get a, a leader, one of the biggest competitors ever. I'm going to make my teammates better. All the guys that I got around me, obviously, you know, you've got X-Men, you got Prime, and you got the D-Line that you know going crazy with Christian holding that down in the offense. You already know what they talking about, Tyreek, Taylor, Tua, man. Come on, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. We're going to get to work, though, for sure. Here we go. He's excited. He's happy. He's ready to roll. Here's what we have to do. We have to look at the Bucks, Super Bowl team. We have to look at the Rams, Super Bowl team. And we have to look at how the Dolphins are following in their footsteps. Let's look at the Dolphins roster. Tyreek Hill, terrible person, very good at football. They move him in a trade to the Dolphins. He's in his late 20s. Xavier Howard, one of their star defensive players, a corner, late 20s. Jalen Ramsey, who they bring in to pair with Xavier Howard to make that, that cornerback tandem so daunting. Late 20s. Right now, that is a daunting core. That should scare everyone and anyone in the AFC. I don't care if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers or not. That is uh, 
a team that should be reckoned with in the, the East, right? I don't care if the Bills add somebody or, or take somebody away. That is, a, that is a core that is very, very good. Two years from now, everyone I just mentioned will be in their 30s, and they are all quick-twitch guys that, that depend on speed and athleticism. I mean, they're corners and wide receivers. Really, every corner and wide receiver depends on their ability to not be a step slow. And guess what? When you start having speed guys, athleticism guys in their 30s, no one's afraid of that. Even someone like uh, offensive lineman Teron Armstead, who they brought in last offseason, he'll be 32 by next year. Now, O-linemen age a bit better than the speed guys, but he's a bit older. So two years from now, he'll be 34, 35. If you don't win a Super Bowl after making all of these moves, you're a laughing stock. If you win a Super Bowl, you're a massive success story. It's that simple, and usually when you open up a window to a Super Bowl, when you become a, com- a true contender, you have five, six, seven, eight years, depending on you know, how long it takes you to iron out the loose ends. If you do it this way, you have uh, two, three if you're lucky. Right? Once you go all in, once you bring in these types of players that are very expensive and you didn't get to enjoy the first five or six years of their elite play, right? your, your, your window is inherently shorter. So Jalen, and, and by the way, today their their biggest move thus far, the Dolphins, is bringing in Mike White as a backup quarterback. Speaking of the Jets quarterbacks, right? Everybody remembers Mike White. Um, you can tell a lot about where a team thinks they are by how much they pay their backup quarterback. Because if if you don't think you can truly win, right? Or if you think that everything has to go perfect for you to win a Super Bowl, you don't spend on backup quarterback. Because you're like, if our starter goes down, we're donezo anyway. But if you think that that your season has extremely high expectations, if you think that your season uh, you can't afford to waste one in the window because it's a short window, then you do spend a lot on backup quarterback because, heck, even if our starter goes down, we still have the ability or we still need to fight for that Super Bowl. Uh, the deal for Mike White is two years up to $16 million. Now, I want to see what up to means, how much of that is incentive, how much of that is not guaranteed. But if he's getting $8 million for a season, that would have been the highest paid backup in the league last season, backup quarterback in the league last season. So that that is uh, a statement that they are expecting to win. If, if Tua Tungo-Vailoa, who we know has a questionable injury history and, and health history, medical history, if he goes down for six weeks – they're not punting the season. They're saying that's why we pay Mike White two years up to $16 million to go in there and keep things on track so when Tua comes back, or even if he can't, we still have a chance to take advantage of Tyreek Hill, Xavier Howard, Jalen Ramsey, all of these got Teron Armstead all the way on down. The Dolphins are all in. High-stakes poker. right? They just, they just left the minimum, uh, minimum bet table. They're up to the, the no-limit table with a trade for Jalen Ramsey. Aaron Rodgers, according to Wingo, to the Jets. The the deal is done, or however he worded it, uh, on Twitter. But also, but also, Jalen Ramsey is a Dolphin, and the Rams are in sell mode. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, where we are enjoying the new Hoops Madness menu. I have the double dribble platter in front of me. I'm going to be diving in, digging in during commercial breaks. Uh, but also, you should come check it out. It's it's all at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, just off Battlefield 
Boulevard. And, uh, and keep it in mind for all of the, the tournament games coming up later on in the week. All the televisions will be uh, obviously keeping you up on all the action, the drink specials, the food specials. It's all here at Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake. We'll be back with a little sounds of the weekend to make sure you can hear, hear the biggest news of the weekend for yourself. Stick around. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Sometimes you just have to hear it for yourself. It's the sounds of the weekend on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. It is the sounds of the weekend here on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I can tell you what the sounds of next weekend are going to be. Buzzer beaters. There's going to be uh, foul calls. There's going to be controversy. There's going to be upsets. There's going to be favorites dominating. We're talking NCAA tournament. Uh, and we are live. Sorry, during that commercial break, I was just shoveling food into my face. So uh, let, let me go ahead and compose myself. We are live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake, thus the shoveling of the food. Um, I have the double dribble platter in front of me. You want to make it out here for the games uh, this entire week. They have the... the Hoops Madness menu, which includes the double dribble platter, the three-pointer, the alley-oop, the zone defense, uh, which are different combos of delicious food. They also have slam dunk cocktail, pregame punch. You want to check it out. It's all at Wild Wing Cafe off Battlefield Boulevard in Chesapeake. Now, sounds of the weekend. Let's start with the good for USA Baseball. Kyle Schwarber doing Kyle Schwarber things. Leans in, hits one in the air to right center field. Young is back towards the pool and gone. <laughs> that was really close, if not splashing in there. Well, it dropped in there, but All it didn't right. land in there. And you could tell he was, he had just missed the previous one, and he didn't miss that. It's a three-run shot, and Team USA breaks through. They lead it 5-1. Kyle Schwarber is now the first person to homer in the NL wild card game, the AL wild card game, the NL divisional series, the AL divisional series, the NL championship series, the AL championship series, the World Series, and now the World Baseball Classic. If you have a big game with something on the line, you send Kyle Schwarber to the plate and you feel pretty darn good about it. Unfortunately, the U.S. didn't, didn't do as well against Mexico. That, that came against Great Britain. Which, I mean, they, they're, they're, I don't know if you saw it. The Great Britain jerseys looked like it was just word, aerial font, Great Britain. So they didn't put a lot into their baseball. Uh, Mexico puts a little bit more, and they kind of wiped the floor with the U.S. And I'm not okay with it. We're going to talk about it later in the show. But just know, I'm not okay with it. Trey Young, Marcus Smart, not okay with each other. 129 to 111. White got the lay-in, and now a foul on Boston. They say no shot, and Quinn is still screaming. And now we've got a tussle underneath. And, of course, Marcus Smart's right in the middle of it. There's going to be some technicals here. At the Boston end of the floor, after the play. Well, that thing got botched at the other end when they missed the charge on White. And then it's Marcus Smart who's got to have a grab tray, mouthing the whole time, and they wrestled to each other the ground. Here's the thing. How do you not know this is going to happen? If you're Trey Young, you go into that game knowing 
Marcus Smart's thing is to get under your skin. Like, if you played Pat Beverly and you are surprised that he's being a pest, that's on you. Like, if, if you – it makes no sense to me. Back in the day, like, if Kobe would have uh, looked at Rajah Bell and said, oh, are you putting your hand in my face? It would have been like, yeah, that, that's what he does. It's on the scouting report. Like, I don't, do you have a plan? Like, you have to have a plan for it. Hey, when when Marcus Smart gets chippy with me, I'm going to smile. When Marcus Smart does this, I'm going to do this. You can't be surprised by it and react that way. And Marcus Smart, yeah, he's a pain. He's a jerk. I, I don't like watching him play basketball, but at this point in time, you think he's going to change? No, he's not. Norfolk State was looking to get back to the NCAA tournament for the third consecutive year. We've been tracking them throughout the season. Joe Bryan Jr., the MEAC Conference Player of the Year. Uh, however, Howard had different ideas. Tate will toss it in with 4.3 left. Into Bankston. Bankston to the rim. His layup hits underneath the rim. It's over! Wow. For the first time since 1992, the Howard Bison are in. CAA tournament. They end the two-year run of the Norfolk State Spartans on top of the Mayak. That was the ESPN broadcast. It is the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat in the month of March. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard not to be happy for Howard, right? When, when, when you start saying, when's the last time you made it to the tournament? You're throwing out 19, oh, it was in the 1900s? That just feels like forever ago. So how can you not be happy for a team like that? But then you, you recalibrate and you go, no, 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 no. I wanted Norfolk State to make it. No, I, want, I wanted the Spartans to go three straight. I wanted them to have an opportunity to uh, work their way off that bottom seed and, and all these sorts of things. Uh, Joe Bryan Jr., Chris Bankston, they came back, right? They could be playing professionally somewhere, making money. They came back to tie up loose ends and achieve unfinished business. And instead, Howard gets the thrill of victory and Norfolk gets the agony to defeat. Sorry, Spartans. Uh, still a great season. Still a great three-year run. And congratulations to those guys on, on ending their career. Uh, the XFL is going on. People sometimes ask me why I don't get as excited about the XFL. If you're such a football guy, why don't you get excited about the XFL? Uh, sometimes I tell them because it's not real football. This play proves it. Second three for Houston. Silvers, they're going to look for a double pass. Downfield, wide open, Deontay Burnett. Touchdown, Houston. A 49-yard touchdown strike. A.J. Smith, offensive coordinator, he is hyped right now. He's hyped right now because he just drew up a play that you can't do in football to run in a football game. I didn't even know this. XFL rules are as long as the ball doesn't cross the line of scrimmage, you can throw it downfield. So that was a screen pass thrown forward like five, six yards from the quarterback to a receiver. The receiver then caught it and relayed it like a baseball relay down the field to a receiver who was open. And you're surprised that the defensive backs were like, oh, I don't have to guard this guy because they had just thrown a forward pass. It's not football. Years ago, I had a buddy who uh, played college football, chased the NFL thing for a while, and then didn't and went into the business world. And a couple of weeks later, we found out he had an offer to play in Canada. And we went, oh, man, why didn't you, why didn't you go chase the dream up in Canada? And he, and he said, they have too many people on the field. The field's too big. And randomly, they have guys running full speed at the line of scrimmage during the play. And the ball has five panels instead of four. 
He said, it's not football. He said, if I had an opportunity to play football, I would have played football. And I was like, eh, that's it's mostly football. Watching the XFL and that play, it's not football. It's just not. It's a different game. You can't relay it forward. It's one of the few things you can't do. Also, final final sound of the weekend, Duke haters. Uh, normally when, when a fan base is about to have something that's going to disappoint them played on the show, I say cover your ears. Uh, for this one, Duke haters, turn your volume up. Proctor grinning ear to ear. And for Duke, the dynasty continues. They've won their 22nd ACC title. 59 to 49, the final score as they beat Virginia. Winners of nine in a row. And for John Shire in his first season, he's an ACC champion as a head coach. The first in the history of the conference to do it as a head coach and a player. And just the third head coach in the history of the conference to do it in his first season. Now, I don't say that to rain on UVA's parade specifically. But I do think over the last, like, 12 months, the Duke hate has gotten a little little outlandish. Usually the Duke hate's okay because Duke's playing well and they're doing things and things are breaking their way. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they need to be knocked down a couple pegs. But when they lost Coach K's final home game to North Carolina and then lost his final game in the Final Four to North Carolina, it felt like everybody celebrated too openly. And uh, so the, the fact that they bounced back, finished on a nine-game winning streak, and, and uh, won the ACC tournament, all right, now they get to rub it in your face. But also, we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show with the, the brackets all being out. What the heck happened to the ACC? Duke is on a nine-game win streak and won the Atlantic Coast Conference, and they're a fifth seed. It used to be if, you were, if you're the ACC champ, you boom, just slide right on into a number one, maybe a number two seed. They win streak, NBA players up and down the roster, won the ACC tournament, beat Virginia, five seed. I think we need to have a conversation with the selection committee on, on what the Atlantic Coast Conference means to basketball. There you go. Sounds of the weekend. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Deron Payne got paid. We're talking four years, 90 million, 60 guaranteed by the commanders. What does that say about the future of the roster in Washington? Payne gets paid. Coming up next, stick around. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We're talking about NFL free agency right now on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Third and five. Pressure from the commanders. Pocket breaks down, and Jones will be taken down to the 35. Deron Payne, at least his second sack of the day. Loss of eight on the play. Fourth down. The commanders are going to get the football. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. The show is presented by Larry King Law. We are live from Wild Wing Cafe in Chesapeake all day today. So if you're in the area, swing by, say hi, grab yourself a drink, grab yourself one of the uh, slam dunk baskets. We just uh, had the opportunity to sample one of them. The fried green beans, delicious. little Southwest Ranch dip. Very good. Very good. And you got the seal of approval from our guy Robbie as well. Um, 
that voice, or not that voice, that highlight you heard coming out of break, ESPN play-by-play of Deron Payne uh, getting to the quarterback. Deron Payne got to the quarterback. He also, well, he, he got to the, the, the bank, I guess would be the way to put it. Uh, four years, $90 million, 60 guaranteed, which it, it shows what Washington's priorities are this offseason, right? It is very clear that they care about one thing, and it goes on both sides of the ball, which is the ability of one to get to the quarterback, or on the other side, the ability of one to stop the other team from getting to the quarterback. Uh, my first reaction is that commander's offense, or sorry, defensive line is going to be very expensive or very different very soon. I don't think you can pay three or four big contracts on the defensive line. They've already paid John Allen, and now Deron Payne is also set up for the next three years, essentially guaranteed. Uh, paging Montez Sweat, paging Chase Young, where do these guys fit in when there's so much money going elsewhere on the, the defensive front? Or do you trade slash let go one or two of those guys and spend those resources elsewhere? Right? I mean, if it's essentially a three-year, $67 million deal with a fourth-year team option, then by the time uh, Deron Payne comes off the, the books, you're already going to have to have made that initial giant contract for both Montez Sweat and Chase Young. So they are banking on. I keep using, going back. I was trying not to use the word bank again. They are banking on the interior defensive line of Allen and Payne to be the foundation of that defense, to be the foundation of, of the team, really. And then, then let's look at the other side, right? Because they also brought in two offensive linemen, including uh, Andrew Wiley, who was a starter up front for the the Kansas City Chiefs as they won a Super Bowl this past year. So they bring him in uh, on a deal that could be inside or outside, right? Could be a um, could be an offensive tackle deal or an offensive guard deal. Uh, that's big. So so, and and by the way, they they can't don't stop bring in all pile up offensive linemen. It seems boring, but all of them, anyone you can afford, anyone that makes sense, anyone that grades highly on the the offensive front, bring them in. Because uh, at a certain point, you're not going to be able to do that. This year, they're rolling with Sam Howell, it appears to be. And these moves actually, I think, kind of kind of emphasize it. I know that the uh, Deron Payne deal saves a little bit against the cap this, this week. But in the years to come, that money is going to come due against the books. And, and you can't afford to pay everybody if you're paying your quarterback. So in the year that they're not paying their quarterback, because Sam Howell is going to be making chicken scratch, and I assume that whatever veteran backup they bring in to, to raise the level of professionalism in the quarterback room won't be making $30 million a year, you have a, like found money right now to spend. And the fact that they're spending it on the trenches I love, but I hope they have a plan for that defensive line. I hope they have a plan for who's not going to get paid and how do you make sure you don't lose them for nothing. Because from the moment right now, from the moment you signed Ron Payne to, a, to, to that big deal, the clock is ticking on when you can't afford everybody. Actually, really when, when you drafted Chase Young, the clock was ticking on when you can't afford everybody. Uh, 
And if you don't pick up the fifth-year option on Chase Young, then he and Montez Sweat are going to be asking for money at the same time. You're not going to be able to afford them all. And if you don't have a plan, you're going to end up losing one and or both for nothing. These are first-round picks that are, I mean, at least to some degree are performing. Chase Young, he's been very hampered by, by injuries, but he does have a Pro Bowl already, and Montez Sweat gets to the quarterback. If you lose one or both of those guys without getting anything in return simply because you were a little willy-nilly with the checkbook, that is a, a very, very big problem in roster building. right? That is a very, very uh, flawed circumstance that you put yourself in. So the Deron Payne deal, I mean, I, I celebrate it, right? Why not? He's a homegrown guy. You drafted him. He lived up to the hype. He, he earned a next deal, right? That, that shows you're drafting well when guys are good enough for, for the, next, the next deal. Um, it's much better than drafting guys that you don't want to give another deal to. But that defensive line is getting crowded. It's a very expensive neighborhood to live in, and it's getting crowded. And, and to be completely honest, you had a guy like Tim Settle, who would have been cheaper, but you moved on from him to keep room for all these high price guys, and I don't know if you're going to be able to keep all the high price guys. It's very weird logic here. It's like they they drafted all these guys in the first round at the same position or same position group, and they're doing too well. Like you needed two of them to fail for it to make sense, but you know you don't want to. You don't want that's not actually the case. It's just kind of a, a, a logical pretzel that you put yourself in, uh, which is not what you want to do. Um, side note again, and and the NFL free agency. It's open, right? It's the tampering period, if you will. You can't put pen to paper, but you can agree to terms. Um, another big, big piece of news is, uh, speaking of building from the trenches, the Denver Broncos are going to try to fix Russell Wilson by giving him more time, right? As I mentioned, the, the commanders are piling up offensive linemen. The, the Denver Broncos are piling up offensive linemen, but in a much more expensive neighborhood. Uh, they brought in Mike McGlinchey, five-year, $87.5 million with 50 guaranteed, and Ravens guard Ben Powers, four-year, $52 million, 28.5 guaranteed. That's Sean Payton coming in and saying, I think I know how to fix Russell Wilson. And they said, how? Make his job much easier. Like, he, he's not good enough to be asked to do the hard things anymore. He's not good enough or not physically quick enough to avoid the rush, make the play downfield like he might have years ago so let's just give him more time and let the experience and the brain come through the the knowledge that he's acquired over 10 years in the league come through it's not a bad thought right i i love the idea of sean payton coming in as a guru right and and i assume they got like you know a, a clandestine meeting somewhere where everybody had to say a password to get into the room and and right the gm's there director of scouting pro scouting everybody's there and they look at sean and go okay what do we need to do and he's like uh linemen lots and lots of linemen they're like okay uh anything specific big guys that block well <laughs> Like, like, uh, who are we thinking of? Like, I don't know, the big guy up front for the, the Niners, they run the ball well. And the big guy up front for the Ravens, they run the ball well. How about those? Okay, sure. And then it's going to be expensive. Yep. It's protecting our investment, actually, because we're paying Russell Wilson a ton of money. And if he's no good, we're wasting that money. So let's, let's spend some money to make sure we don't waste this other money. Free agency is a wild time. The uh, Broncos, the the commanders, building from within. If you're a trenches person, if you wear a hat that says run the darn ball on game day, if you think that modern NFL football is too soft, 
you love what the Broncos and you love what the Commanders are doing today. Uh, and if you have any other thoughts on free agency, we want to hear those as well. You can call in or text in. It's the same number, 757-687-9494. That's 757-687-9494. Again, still waiting on the, the officially confirmed, double confirmed, confirmed uh, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, but Trey Wingo says it's done. If you believe Trey, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, done. Also, according to Ian Rappaport a minute ago, former Virginia Tech first-round pick Tremaine Edmonds, two-time Pro Bowler with the Bills, signing with the Bears. Weird move to me because they just let Roquan Smith leave because they didn't want to pay him, and he became one of the highest-paid defensive players, uh, especially at his position for the Ravens. They traded him away at the deadline. Now they're going to bring in Tremaine Edmonds, another linebacker who's big and rangy, makes a lot of tackles, and they're going to pay him. Maybe not as much, but close. Uh, strange move by the Bears. Bears are they are all over the place. They're, they're wheeling and dealing and filling themselves. Uh, Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Uh, speaking of the Chicago Bears wheeling and dealing and being all over the place, what about Carolina? They traded for the number one overall pick, and I have – So many questions about what they plan to do with that thing. Stick around.